Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. One man who had gathered a lot of money from his customers to buy some supplies, suddenly uh, noticed or realized that he had lost the money, a large sum of money, and uh, not even his own. He became hysterical and began to faint from, from the anxiety, from the uh, stress of having lost the money. He was revived, but uh, as soon as he remembered that he had lost the money, he, he fainted again. This uh, wealthy man, the miser, saw the commotion, went over to find out what was going on, and then inquired as to how much the man had lost. What was the amount of money? And um, they told him it was 400 ruble, which was a lot of money in those days. The man went home, put 399 ruble into a wallet, came back to the marketplace, and announced out loud that he had the money and he was returning it. And it was 399 ruble because he had already spent one and had put it into his own wallet. The man didn't question it too much. He was so grateful to have his money back that he accepted the money and went on with his business. In the crowd, among the people standing there watching this whole thing, was the man who had stolen the money, the 400 ruble. And his conscience really bothered him. I mean, here a total stranger walked in and handed the guy the money as if he had stolen it, when in fact, this man knew that he was the crook. He made his way to this man's house, to the wealthy man's house, told him the whole story, and said, here are the 400 ruble. I owe it to you. Well, the miser said, I don't know you. You don't owe me anything. I don't want your money. I was in the marketplace, there was a Jew in trouble, I helped him out. That's my mitzvah, and you can't buy it from me. They argued, and they went to court. The miser won the case. He didn't have to accept the money. Case number two. Man comes to the, to the miser. And he says, I need to start a little business to support my family. I need 300 ruble to start my business. The, man, the wealthy man says, well, that's fine, but what guarantor do you have? Who will sign for you since you have no money of your own? So the man smiled, and under the circumstances, of course, it was, it was a rhetorical question. The man smiled and said, what can I tell you? God will be my guarantor. The wealthy man, the miser, said, that's acceptable, that's fine. And they laughed and they signed the contract and he gave him the money uh, for 90 days. 
At the end of 90 days, the man shows up and he wants to repay the loan. And the wealthy man says, I'm sorry, but your guarantor already paid it. And he said, what are you talking about? I had no guarantor. He says, yes, you did. Remember, you said God would be your guarantor. Well, the 90 days were up today, and when you didn't show up this morning, I figured the guarantor would pay, and he did. Because during these 90 days, I made a lot more money than I usually make. So it's been paid. The man said, don't be silly. This is the money I want to pay you. It's a mitzvah to pay a loan. He said, well, I have, <laughs> you have your mitzvah, I have mine. They went to court. And the miser won again. He was not obligated to take the money. The third case was the most interesting. There was a man having a very difficult time making a living. Everything he tried failed. And he had a terrible reputation, financial reputation, as a loser in town. And he, and he decided that the only way he would ever amount to anything is if he would go to some other place where he's not known, where his reputation won't follow him, and start fresh. But here, he had no chance. Now, his wife was very upset, very distressed by this whole thing, and also didn't trust him very much anymore. And he knew that if he told her that he was going out of town to, uh, to start a new, a new venture, a new business, she would simply laugh at him. So he devised a scheme. He says to his wife, I have been hired by this wealthy man, the miser, to run his business in another town. I'll be going there. I'll be there for a half a year, and uh, in the meantime, he'll be paying me a salary that you can collect whenever, whenever you want. Of course, he had made this all up, but he had to find some excuse to, uh, to leave the house gracefully. And so he packed his bags and he left. And he figured, when I get back and I'm successful, all will be forgiven. A half a year goes by, and he is quite successful. Made a little fortune, and he's coming back. And he's really worried as to what he's going to find at home. He didn't know it, but the first week after he had left, his wife...